It is Wednesday, the 31st of August. You're listening to the Go Play That podcast with Rob Cook and Tom Wolford. Hello. And we're here to talk about a specific subject this week. We're going to be talking about episodic games, um, something I'm going to call episodic play. And um, is it possible to incorrectly play a game? Uh, that will be today's subject. Um, we, we had been talking between myself and Tom over the last uh, few days about... Um, different types of episodic games and, and, and whether you can sort of experience them in the wrong way. Uh, we, we came up with different preferences. Um, but before we start with that, I just wanted to talk about what we've been playing in the last week. Um, so I've been playing Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I uh, teased it last week as we were talking about Deus Ex Go that that'd be something I'd be, I'd be getting on at launch. Uh, I'm playing on PC and it's very good. It's a, it's a nice sequel to, um, Human Revolution, which, uh, you played, Tom, I think you mentioned last week. I did, yeah, I played it twice. Right. Um, yeah. and you have access to this game as well, I guess? I have, it's downloaded. Okay. I got it on Friday, and it is downloaded, and it's sitting there, and I can't play it until we finish this podcast. Okay, so you're raring yes. to go. Yes. Um, so. Cool. Well, I think that will be a subject that will, We'll talk at length uh, soon enough, um, but I'm enjoying it so far. I'm playing it heavily, st- stealthily, um, like feeling good about sneaking into a place, uh, knocking a few people out, and getting out without any any alerts, any any shooty bang bang. Um, That's the same as your dating procedure. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. um, the other the thing that um, is new to Mankind Divided that um, is pretty cool is it's, it's not really a spoiler but basically you get to a point where you've got access to some some gear that wasn't previously available to you some augments um and that's they, they do it in a way where it makes sense that they weren't available to you in the first game so oh, that's always nice to see yeah, yeah yeah they sort of build in story reasoning why uh, they're available to you now um and you can overclock adam jensen you can basically have too many things running and he'll burn out and, and sort okay. of um, black out and, and corrupt himself. I've not got to that point yet, but basically I'm pushing it. I'm at 100, 150% capacity with him. Um, so they warn that if you leave that running for too long, like without turning some of the augmentations off, that he'll start he'll start wigging out. So Cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into it. Uh had visits all this weekend, mm. so... It's there. It's sat there. It's tempting me. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to getting. I just realised I played through the first time with uh, with Human Revolution. I played it in Spanish. Okay. Uh, but then I played it through. Is that something you were doing recently? Uh, so, um, not recently. Regularly playing games in Spanish. Yeah, I did play a few. Um, technically, this was like on the 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 last gen stuff because mm-hmm. on certain games there wasn't enough room on the disc. I think. Um, for multiple languages, so stuff like Fallout 3, I played completely in Spanish. Okay. Uh, yeah, Deus Ex, I played in Spanish because some Dead Space even I played in Spanish. Because 
because some versions you couldn't get anything apart from Spanish on the disc, and then other versions would be like Spanish Italian or Spanish Portuguese. Right, right, so regional stuff, yeah. Yeah, and just no English whatsoever, which always struck me. And I never learned. I kept pre-ordering games or, or buying games on day one. Hmm. And then discovering that, ah, oh, crap, it's got no English on the disc. <laughs> I did that with Oblivion. Right. No, Oblivion was earlier. I had Oblivion in, in German and I had to take, because I was living in Germany, and I had to take it back because, like, my level of German was just no way right. <laughs> good enough to even think about playing the game. Whereas in Spanish, it was a lot a lot better. Yeah, I guess it's not so bad. Yeah. Like, then you, yeah. you get to a point of purposefully playing games in Spanish. Yeah, it's a good way to practice languages because sure. you're you're doing something that doesn't feel like practice. Right. In the same in the same way that Rocksmith is a really good way for playing the guitar because you're essentially playing a game. Yeah. You're improving percentages, you're unlocking rewards, you're yeah. getting achievements, you're doing whatever that makes playing a game fun. Um And then you step the and then you step away and you can play you can play guitar. Exactly, you know, Fallout 3. The only thing with Fallout 3 was really irritating is uh, Spanish voice acting isn't very good. Sure. At all, especially for video games. Like, the dubbing in films is all right, in in some cases even celebrated. Mm -hmm. Um, But dubbing in video games is is essentially piss poor. Yeah. Um, (laughs) At the moment. So, like, I played Skyrim in Spanish, uh, completely in Spanish, and... I, what I noticed was there were like maybe four voices that I called Spanish neutral one, Spanish mm. neutral two. <laughs> so you had like some 300-year-old undead king living under a uh, under a cave for like a millennia or whatever. And then you're like, okay, hello. And he's like, hola. <laughs> it's just the same the same voice as and any guard other upstairs villager. Or yeah, 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 the guard upstairs at the top of the cave is like, <laughs> is that your brother? Yeah. <laughs> Deus Ex had the most egregious use of this because in, in, in Human Revolution there was one uh, black arms seller mm-hmm. which I've played the version in England since and he's like super sort of even you would say even almost stereotypical yeah. in how hip hop <laughs> and street that he is <laughs> but in the Spanish version he actually greets you with usted mm-hmm. oh, okay. so, so like he actually talks to you in the most polite form of Spanish yeah. <laughs> when you go and he's like some dodgy back alley arms dealer <laughs> and in the Spanish version he's like uh, hello sir would you care to peruse my wares <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh, yeah definitely definitely looking forward to getting into some Deus Ex mm-hmm. after this podcast uh, it's a bank holiday here tomorrow nice so got your own back because I had one yep. a few weeks ago yeah <laughs> yeah plus the guests have gone home so nice. Um. Yeah. Good. But I haven't played it yet. Sure. Well, let's uh let's return to that for sure. Definitely. Um, what have you been um, doing? I have been playing an interesting little uh, game from Santa Monica Studios, which is Bound. Oh, it's from Santa Monica. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think they published it. I don't know if they developed it, but they. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they publish it. Um, and it's definitely interesting. Right. Definitely worth checking out, but I don't know. I'm going to finish it and see what I think about it. Right. Um, it is wonderfully beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the main thing I've heard about it. You're, you're playing as some kind of um, dancer, is that correct? Yeah, your main character is like sort of some sort of alien, maybe. Okay. It's like humanoid, but with a, with a sort of big, ornate, almost tribal mask. Mm-hmm. That doesn't give any clue to the features. It's got like a, just like a space helmet front, almost. Yeah. Um, like some of the old Halo 4 masks that you sure, can get, yeah. you know, the full glass fronted ones. 
with all sorts of tribal bits. And I, I think you're playing as like different characters, depending. Because um, you you keep flashing back to a woman, a heavily pregnant woman who's sitting on a beach. Mm -hmm. And you can, like, she's flipping through a notebook full of doodles. And when you select the doodles, you go into this, like, weird, like, stylized world mm -hmm. where the actual gameplay takes place. Um, so the idea is you move as a dancer. You can, you know, pressing different buttons, you can either, like, pirouette. Or you, when you jump, you jump like a ballet dancer, like, legs forward, right, right. you know, like, leaping. Um, you know, if you're walking on tiptoes across a high beam, it's very sort of ballet, uh, balletic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, so it's, it's nice the way they're moving. And then at certain points you have to shield yourself Okay. and you hold down R2, I think on the PlayStation, you hold down R2 and you, you press different buttons and you start to dance more in a, in a sort of much more fluid way. Mm -hmm. And that kind of generates a shield around you. Okay. So up until this point, I haven't, I don't think you can attack. Right. As such, but you can protect yourself. Okay. So it is. It's very much in the vein. Like I played Abzu last week, and and it's it's sort of giving me the same vibes. It's a very sort of visual game with very abstract story that you're not really sure what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, there appears to be some big bad creature that I've got to destroy, and trying to get uh, like a big hero monster thing to come and help me. Mm -hmm. um, but it's very abstract. Uh, don't really know the symbolism of the pregnant woman on the beach yet. <laughs> right, right. Um, Cold opening, pretty much. Like, Abzu started just nothing. You just start in the water. In the water. This is pretty much you start as the pregnant woman. You take a few steps onto a beach, and then you sit down, and, like, looking at the sunset in the sea, and you, yeah. you know. But I have to say that graphically, the game is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much going on, and, and so many little visual effects and tricks that it's... It's really nice, especially there's other flashback bits, um, which sort of like is a still image mm -hmm. that generates as you walk towards it. So it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe something like Minority Report or something like that, where there's like a scene, but you reconstruct it by looking at it and moving around. So all these like crystal shards pull in and you have like a static 3D okay. model or something there that you're looking at. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those. Uh, I think Stu would call it a Tom game. Totally, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it is very arty and very weird, and yeah. you know, but I'm I'm actually really enjoying playing these little sort of uh, more sort of odd games after the forty hours or fifty hours that I put into No Man's Sky. Mm -hmm. It's been a nice little break. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, definitely worth looking into. But I'll get back to you again probably next week and sure. let you know how how it finishes off. Sure thing. The, the other game I've been playing, <laughs> I just want to mention it, is uh, Coffin Dodgers. That's a like a uh, karting game, right? Yeah, it's Mario Kart, but with old people on mobility scooters <laughs> racing away from death. <laughs> yeah, one of the characters is, is death with a scythe. and yeah, Exactly, yes. <laughs> Does it play it's well? as ridiculous as it sounds. No, not really. <laughs> but it, I, it, strangely enough, it doesn't really play that well. But at the same time, I've finished it and I'm finishing it again. Like... I'm playing through with death now, mm -hmm. okay. like actually playing as death. And it's, you know, it's vaguely entertaining. Uh, it's definitely very weird. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, if, if Mario, if you ever looked at Mario and thought this needs more old people in Mario Kart, this is the, the game for you. Not something I could say. I've, I've no, I've <laughs> I don't think, no, it's, it's a bit silly. I'm, I'm missing. I think the, the key thing it's missing is a drift mechanic. Okay. Wow. 
you you can't drift in or i haven't found out how to drift i didn't because there was there was three tutorial levels not one of them told you how to drift and i can't you know i'm pressing buttons and whatever but nothing's helping me drift so you tend to slow down too much on corners okay one thing i can say is there doesn't seem to be any rubber banding okay refreshing which is nice yeah so if you because if you super super go mental uh you know like on a race and you're going so fast like the the enemies have no way like i've lapped enemies Mm -hmm. before and then if you you know if you take a hit and you die or you fall off your cart and you have to get back on you can almost lose a round just like that okay so yeah Mm. but yeah bound bound and coffee don coffee dodges coughing dodges (laughs) coffee dunkers Coffee Dunkers. Yeah, both, you know, I would definitely say that uh, Bound is the winner. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, shall we get into the meat of the podcast? Definitely. Um, So, we'll preface this by saying that we're currently drafting up an article about the subject. So, so within the the next week, we'll have something up covering this in in its entirety. But but this uh, discussion that we're going to hold now is gonna gonna help us to flesh out some of these ideas we're having about it um so the main the main purpose is we want to study do a little internal study within the the six of us um thinking about how we play episodic games and what different kind of episodic games there are that are currently coming out which have been successful what you know they try different mm-hmm. things what's worked what hasn't um and i've got a few ideas so i guess we should start by going through some of some of what I've been thinking about, and and you can add to it as we we go along and see see if we end up somewhere uh, with some kind of conclusions of what's what's good and what isn't. The most all right, the most obvious one, uh, as I'm sh- sure you would uh, guess that I'd bring up first is Hitman. Hitman. Um, I think Hitman has done an excellent job of being an episodic game. I I see a lot of people um, holding off on on jumping in preferring to wait until the game is quote-unquote finished. Um, but as we're well aware, what they've already released is really good. Like high-quality stuff, um, enclosed uh, environments. It doesn't feel like some that, like they put something out there that's unfinished. It just feels like they're adding more complete content to it. Do you think that's a failure of the marketing side of things more than anything else? Because like if people aren't... I mean, I mean, we've covered a lot of Hitman on the site. Mm. We've got a lot of videos of you doing stuff. I mean, there's already too much content on Hitman for me to comfortably play sure. at the moment because I've not been holding off. I had it from day one, but I just haven't been go- dipping in as regularly as you. Mm. So I got to like the second mission. So I think there's now there's two more missions. There, there are two I more play. levels uh, avail- like left to come out, and there are four total right now. Okay, so I haven't played Marrakesh or Bangkok. Okay. Haven't touched them. Haven't even booted or the, them. Or the summer stuff, I guess. Didn't touch the summer stuff. Um, I did play the mission in Paris, mm-hmm. and I did. In fact, no, I don't even think I've done the Italian one. Right. Well, I, I haven't. I've seen you play, but I haven't done it. Do you yeah. think that that's you just being able to live uh, to play that vicariously through me? Like you don't feel the need to play it, or like? I mean, that that that, that does help on my side of things. I mean, um, Hitman's a weird game for me because I've got a precedent of watching other people play it. Yes. Yeah. You've mentioned so uh, uh, before, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was talking again to Hush about it this time. That I've I've spent more time watching my mates play that game than actually playing it. Mm-hmm. So I think definitely watching you do the videos and, and that kind of thing has been 
a big part of that. But I wonder why people are holding off, you know, until oh, until all the content is out because that is going to be just a brain-destroying amount of content. Right. Yeah, it's incredible that, that comes out. Yeah. Because when I but I'm just wondering if that's a bit of a marketing issue where they haven't really communicated that the game is done. I I wonder you because know? I think that to a certain extent there there are people that will just not jump into something until it's done. They especially if they've been burned before on early access or yeah, you know like, like this. I think early access is an interesting point because these games aren't the same as an early access game, but you could definitely get that feeling that like I'll wait mm-hmm. until they're done with it. Like that's still the case here. Like this, they've they've not finished making the game. And they've not finished putting it all out. Um, but that is a bit different from, like, when I look at, um, an early access game, that is truly unfinished. Like, the whole game might be there. Like, uh, was I playing The Forest? That's, that's mm-hmm. an unfinished game. I go in there and I play it. Every, like, the whole breadth of the game is there, but it's not complete in a way that is satisfying. Like, there are broken parts to the game. There are, um, mechanics that they'll add on later that will enhance the overall experience but they've not partitioned it in a way that i feel that what i've played is a complete finished experience and that's put me off yeah i can i can definitely understand that because i have another it's a very similar type of game in fact but it's the the long dark right yes yes and i've owned the long dark for probably about a year and a half now (laughs) (laughs) i've never booted it because i know that that company is putting a huge amount of work into uh, making it good. Sure. And they're only just now, I mean, it's been available on early access for a long time, and they're only just now talking about the actual campaign, if you will. Yeah. So, Which would be what appeals to me. I would like to play a campaign through that game. Right. Um, and I think there would be people that are holding off on Hitman until they can just play through the story in, in, mm. like, end to end. Although, interestingly, thinking about how I'm playing Hitman, um, if that game had come out all in one, like like Hitman Absolution and Blood Money before that, before it, I probably would have just sat there, played the story over a week, and and put it down and be, and been done with it. I would never yeah. have stuck around long enough to see the true like beating heart of the game, which is like the escalation missions and the elusive targets. So, in that sense, those that are bought into playing the game, are like like me, are probably experiencing more than they might have. Um, otherwise, but yes, if they if they are taking advantage of it sure. as well, that's the other yes. side of things. Like somebody like me who's just like it's, I just see a notification pop up every now and again, like Hitman version one point oh eight is downloading. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh good, sure, <laughs> it's still installed <laughs> on my hard drive, but it's just like it's almost like it's got to that point now where I've gone, oh, I should have been playing that because now there's too much to go back and play. That's a point that Earl brought up. Like, what would my recommendation be to someone who is thinking about jumping in? Like, the elusive the elusive targets is something, for example, that they've said will only be available that one time. So that sounds to me like, I'll have to find confirmation if they've even you know confirmed it on Twitter. But that sounds to me like those... Elusive targets won't be available in like the disc version that ends up coming out uh, end of end of the calendar year, and that means but, that you've missed something by not keeping up. But I also have missed it, and I've had the game from day one. Yeah. So by not being on top of it and being ready and being there, I've not played that content. It's a so even though it is a commitment, and like you're worried about this possible holiday. Well, the holiday you've got coming up, yeah. not the possible holiday, but the possibility of a of an elusive target of which. 
you have done nine. How many now? Nine. So this is the tenth. This is supposedly the final elusive target. Well, no, they've like by by beating ten, you get the suit. But they'll keep they'll okay. keep churning them out until the end of the year until they've released the the, the final version right. of all the content. Okay. So I understood there was only going to be ten. No, no, no. They'll keep going, but um. Yeah, it's right. Like I've mentioned, like I'm getting a bit anxious that maybe they'll drop the dates for the next elusive target to be when I'm away for a week. And I'm already yeah. thinking, do I need to borrow uh, a PC? Do I need to take my laptop and try and get the game running? Like that's something. Yeah, do you that- need to log into my PS account and do it through there right. or yeah. something? Like yeah, it? it's strange. It's just, it's not something I've thought about. I've, I'm hooked on the game and... Yeah, I'd be missing out on all of that if I'd wait, waited. But but again, that's not really it because you've missed out by not. Yeah, and anybody anybody who misses out on the game now, let's assume that there aren't another ten episodes mm-hmm. of the elusive target. For especially, example, yeah. I mean the 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 bonus things of those was you get like three suits, right? Yeah, for five and for ten, there's suits, special suits. Yeah. So yeah, maybe at some point you'll jump on, but won't be able to get all of the the unlocks for some reason, like for that reason. Exactly. If I start playing now on episode nine and there happens to be six more episodes, I could maybe get one suit if I do them all, but I can't ever get that. But again, that puts the rarity that shows. It's like if you get like special prestige stuff, which I know people do in things like Battlefield. Or like the Overwatch, um, the summer game stuff that you could only get for a limited time. Like you need to be involved and invested to have that status symbol. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, it would be cool. Like I've seen playing Overwatch recently, I, I've seen people running around and like uh, uh, even one of my friends that had literally bought Overwatch in the middle of the summer games and he's got the Zarya skin that I want. Right. <laughs> you know, I put like 80 hours into this game mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't get the skin that I wanted. Yeah. But yeah, I only I only actually leveled up twice in the summer game stuff. Right. And I got a voice line and a victory pose. Mm-hmm. So it's like, don't really care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think with Hitman is a special case because it is episodic. I think the idea of playing those missions, for me, at first, it really appealed for me because I didn't think I'd have time to sit down and invest in a Hitman, which isn't my favorite series. Yeah. You know, you know, I get nervous with Hitman sure. for whatever reason. But um, I was thinking, look, okay, episodic. That's cool. I can do that. Had a good crack at the first one in Paris, like learned the level completely. I know like, you know, I did about five hours in total on that level and then I dropped the game. Yeah. Again, whether that is to do with the fact that more or less every week or every two weeks I was sitting down and watching you play it mm. and being involved in the elusive targets and things like this could have something to well, do with that it. That could conversely have interested you more to yeah, try it yourself. Sure. But, um, but it is almost like a, you know, like oh cool that was nice I see what happened there. It's just Job it's done. interesting that um it would by not being caught up you'd feel like there's no point now in in getting back on. That mm. that's one part of this episodic gaming thing that that is intriguing. Like it's not something that you'd normally expect. Like if a game drops and it's and you just get everything on the disc or everything in the download all in one, there's no chance of that happening unless it, there's some kind of like launch zeitgeist discussion and like that's the only alternative like similar thing i could think of like you miss out on talking about the game when everyone else is so why bother playing it now like i wonder if it's similar mm, yeah i don't know i 
I don't. I think the problem. I think the big problem with that, uh, if you're talking about something that you get completely on the disc and you come in late, mm-hmm. would be something that has a multiplayer component. Sure, of course. Like I didn't play The Last of Us Remastered until quite late on mm-hmm. uh, in the cycle, and the multiplayer. Not that that's why I bought the game in any way, but there are trophies linked to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want a hundred percent that game, which I didn't, because it's so difficult to actually do. Sure. Um, but there were trophies that are linked to multiplayer, and the multiplayer is more or less dead. Right, yeah. You know, the same as coming into Gears of War. Mm-hmm. If you'd have bought Gears of War, which I did back in the day, I think I had Gears of War 1 and 2 at the right time, but no friends who were interested in playing the multiplayer. Right, right. And then Gears of War 3, mm-hmm. we played multiplayer quite a lot because we all got it at the same time. Yeah. Again, something like Max Payne 3, maybe. If you didn't get it when it came out, there's no way that you would buy a copy of Max Payne 3 now, even though the story still holds up, yeah. as we know, because Hush played it for his 4 Before in February. Have, yeah. um, he enjoyed the game, mm-hmm. but I don't think he touched the multiplayer component. Sure, It's just not a thing. Whereas we had an absolute blast with that multiplayer yeah. when when it was busy and populated and we were playing against the giant bomb guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um, i guess it's a similar yeah it's a similar um topic on on you know if you're not in there during the you know the high times during the the, yeah. the honeymoon period that you might be turned off from even bothering but this is this is more that, that there is not actually anything tangible that you're missing out on like with the online stuff, you missed out on there being other people to play with. In this case, yeah. there's no, there is none of that, but you still feel like you've missed the boat. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know if it's missed you. the boat or it's, it's, I don't know if it's that. In, certainly in my case, mm-hmm. I think it's more of a, with the, in the case of Hitman, it's more like when you look at your Steam library and you think, oh, fuck, I've got like 570 games in there that I'm never going to play, yeah. you know? And it just gives you that guilt in the same way I boot on my PS4 and you see that Hitman now has four levels, 75 escalation missions, like a whole bunch of uh, player-created stuff. Yeah. Uh, the elusive targets, the summer uh, summer modifier that came in mm-hmm. and all of this kind of stuff. And you just kind of... It's almost like you just close it again and go play Tetris because that would be the easiest thing to do. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. I think that's the case for me anyway. I don't know if anybody else feels like that, but it's almost like when you're faced with such a wealth. Yeah. Like if, if that had come out as one solid game and launched with no problems, it would be critically acclaimed as like the absolute world's best Hitman game and mm-hmm. like even a, even an amount of content that any other game could look up to. Sure. I wonder you know? if they would have made the same amount of content if they'd sat on it and waited. I, well, I that's the key. Don't you don't so. know. Yeah. No, sure. And and this episodic way, you know, is the the good thing for on the other side of things is, is I assume it's keeping people employed. Right. It's like a life. Yeah. It's a life service that they wouldn't otherwise have had. Yeah. Yeah. So if you drop it, then you've maybe got the one or two pieces of obligatory DLC, mm-hmm. which is you know what a lot of the way a lot of companies extend their contract or you know extend their employees' contracts sure. is to make DLC yeah. so they can keep working for a while. I mean, think about it. They've been what? When was it released? Um, it was February. it was February or March. The first thing dropped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're talking like we're we're looking at six months now of just continuous updates and work for a big team. Sure. And even if they just did the online component, like the thing is that the elusive targets or whatever that yeah. development would have maybe happened earlier. Like they might still have mm. released it. We we don't know what goes into it there. But but going back to your 
your thing about maybe people, maybe it's a failure on the marketing side. I think that they've conversely benefited from it being in the public eye for like regularly. Every yes. time something drops, it's back up there being talked about like, oh, you remember Hitman? It, that still exists. So it, it's kind of balancing out the fact that it didn't get that huge rush of here's a complete game, go play it, it's amazing, to a slow and steady thing that might, I would assume, will end up climbing to a climax at the end when everything's there and people are, the people that were waiting are finally on board and Yeah, and plus they're going to have a physical release for Christmas. Yeah. You know, when it's like massive amounts of sales. So they get both. They get, they get the whole launch thing and they also get not the early access thing of people following in, like getting in early. It doesn't feel like an, like an unfinished thing. No, it was never an early access game. I mean, even like I said, with the Paris mission, like I booted it up on day one and I had just the Paris mission. That was the only thing that was on there. And Jesus, I spent like five hours on that, Mm -hmm. which is more time than I've played some games, you know? And for, and for me, I've played the game like, if you look at that that first Elisa target we did, uh, that yeah. took an hour and a half, it was so sim- It's so simple looking back, and now like the the ninth one that I did um, yesterday, like, mm. I aced it, and that's from just time spent playing it over over time that I wouldn't like. That's just what the way I play. But no, but I think also it's organically done what Hitman games in the past used to do through replay value. Like if you sure. were because you're a massive fan of Hitman. So by the time you played Blood Money, I mean, when I was talking about it for my 4 in February challenge, Mm -hmm. and you were literally like, no, just go over there, get that suit, walk in there, it's done. Because you'd spent so many hours replaying and replaying and replaying that game. Whereas this game is more organic in the fact that it's like, okay, you're going to go back to this level again. You're going to learn that like setting your shit up in the garage is the easiest way to infiltrate the villain. And they're giving you good reasons to go back in. Like yeah. they're giving you not just go replay that story level. They're actually yeah. giving you different contexts that yeah. that teach you something different or pose a different challenge. And then you take that back to the next mission in a new location. And even though it's unknown, like you're still you're still ex- uh, experienced with other concepts with like your inventory, the rules of the game, and uh, you know how f- how f- far someone's going to hear if you knock this guy on the head with a hammer like yeah you learn the the sort of the dynamics and the rule the limits of the game if you will yeah but um one thing that's that seems a bit weird about this game though is it seems like conversely the more you play mm-hmm. the easier the missions get and not in terms of practice but because you unlock more stuff that becomes available there's, for those later missions like because too. when yeah because when one of the elusive targets we did with the twins mm-hmm. no not the twins the banker was it it was the last duck mission we pulled. it was the one in the car park the 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 gun runner ah yeah so basically because we were you know because you'd already played that level a couple of times and you'd done all the content up to that point mm-hmm. you had infiltration and exfiltration points that made your life so much easier yeah. than if that elusive target was the first thing you played in the game totally i think those you i know. think it helps that i think the elusive target stuff is like expert level stuff like if you go in there without the experience mm. you shouldn't expect to to be victorious there and that's and that's interesting but it's true like the th- interesting thing is that duck isn't from progress and putting in the time it was a pre-order no. bonus <laughs> it's a pre-order bonus that makes your life so much easier but yeah. uh but, it's but true, yeah, yeah i think i don't know it's it's an interesting. It w- will be interesting to see if anybody else adopts that model, mm. or even if uh, Squeenix follow it with like 
Hitman 2. They've, I guess all, now we've they've recycled sta- it. They've stated on Twitter, somebody asked, like, how many more seasons are you going to do? They said they want to do, they have plans, not, you know, green light authorization, yeah. but they have plans to do three seasons. And this, up until end of 2016, is season one. Right. And the engine is so, like, we, I think you'd agree, like, the game is built really well. Like, the so engine, well. like, compare it to just previous games, it's just night and day how solid it is. Like, the previous games, you were wrestling with the controls half the time, like Metal mm. Gear Solid style, wrestling with the, the shoulder buttons to get moving. Whereas this one, it's just, it makes sense. Yeah, there's no, there's no jank. I mean, like, we can, you know, we're going to bring it up again, just in case Pablo's listening, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you're seeing a game where somebody can die on the tutorial levels because the controls were pretty bad, yeah. Uh, compared to the game that's out now, it's like wow. Even I enjoyed it, and I <laughs> hated <Yeah>. Blood Money. <laughs> <laughs> Having recently played it as well, like exactly in the same exactly. month, I think you played Blood Money, and then the Paris mission. No, it was the year before. Oh right, yeah, yeah. It was the the four in February before, but yeah, that was my sort of only exposure up until coming into this game, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, actually, that's pretty sexy. Yeah. So I think they've so got, they got a yeah they got a sort of foundation. No one, no other game has done it in this way. All the other games that are on our list are story driven games, mm. and this is there's a there's a through line, there's a story through line, and you can follow it. But that's like ten percent of the game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like mo- moving on. Um. We can talk about the classic episodic games of of, of modern times, the Telltale series. Like, well, actually. I'll go for it. Before we jump into sure, them, sure, sure. I would like to go the other way. If we're talking about story through lines uh-huh. and things like this, and go about the what we were talking about the the naughty dog stuff. Yes, for sure. Because I think it links links very well. Sure thing. Um, so I played The Last of Us, like I said, quite late on. Mm-hmm. I got the remastered version on on my PlayStation when I bought my PlayStation, and um, never played it on the PS3. And what I noticed was I actually felt some regret in playing it in like two sittings. Yep. <laughs> I played it, it's around about 14, 15 hours of game time. Yes, 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 yes. If you just play it through on the normal difficulty and you don't suck <laughs> really badly <laughs> at the game. Um, but um, I, I basically finished it in two sittings. So I was pretty hooked. But after finishing, I was like, I felt tired. Yeah, because that is 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 an emotional roller coaster of a game, but it's also not an easy game to play. No, in terms of you know, there's a lot of stealth waiting. There's a lot of very desperate moments, and there's a, uh, and it's repeating a lot of the concepts over time, like different yeah. locations. The the odds are different, but but really you're executing stealth followed by combat followed by uh, finish doing some kind of like real world physical puzzle thing. And then the followed by one out. quiet period of reflection. Yeah, exactly. There's you know. peaks and troughs designed in, but it felt to me, and I, I also had the same thing. Like I played it over a week, whereas that game is so long for its type that yeah. that could have done with being stretched out longer. Like having something in the game that would suggest to me that I should take my time a bit more. Um, yeah, ended up feeling like there were it was just too long. Like there was there were pacing problems. Um, did you play Uncharted this year? Uncharted Four. I did. Yeah, yeah. Did you feel I, I the same? That. Yeah, and and again, I played it in the same way that it's such like a sort of breathless adventure game. Yeah. That I played it probably in about three days. I think I had a long weekend, and I think I just busted through. For me, I borrowed the game, so I was under that constraint, like artificially. Like, I need mm-hmm. to get this done. Like, it's a really good game, and it's some, like both of those games are games that you'd want to sit through and finish. They're not something you would want to drop, and 
and p- go play something else. Like, but they're they're kind of both games as well. That it, they run the risk that if you do lose your attention span, it might be difficult to go back. Like, if two or three weeks pass before you can get back to that game, yeah, it's not going to have the same impact because it's you- it's a it's a case of the story and what's what's propelling you forward. If you lose that momentum, yeah, it's not like yeah. it's not like there's a complex system or something. Or an RPG where it's like, what the hell was I even doing? I've got a hundred mm. quests. What the what the shit am I supposed <laughs> to do now? It's not that, but it's it's still there's an inertia. Like it does a yep. good job of pushing you through and making you want to stick with it. That if you cut that off and then try and restart it, that yeah, I I could see that happening. But what I do feel is that uh, certainly I, I would I would argue more Last of Us than Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Um. I I think that it would be beneficial, even if it wasn't an episodic game. Like, oh, I mean, you you mentioned to me earlier outside of the podcast that you would never e- expect a, t- a Naughty Dog episodic game. Yeah. Like, um, I th- but I think it, I think sorry. that's based on who plays that kind of game, the expectations. Yeah. Like, I think I think hip, hip people that played Hitman, there, it wasn't a huge crowd that like. A lot of the big Hitman fans are against the way that that game has been released, and that would happen with a Naughty Dog game, but times a thousand. Yeah, but um, I do think that it would have benefited. Even okay, if you if you're not talking about breaking it down into a pure episodic style, where like every chapter of the you know was released or like a month or whatever, sure. I would even have put like in the like the start of one scene Mm -hmm. like chapter two you know something like this because do you not feel that that kind of was like organically in there already like it it was but this is why i felt this is why i felt bad for running through it in such a short time because once i had the time to digest it and sit back and i was like okay it's around 14 hours Mm -hmm. and as you say it's got this very organic design where you have around about an hour there's there's roughly 14 episodes to that game yeah yeah, as far as I remember, and and organically very well done in the game is this peaks, trough, quiet reflection, whatever that divides the game into almost like a fourteen episode TV series that ends up with it when it, like you end up binging on it like you would a <laughs> yeah. It's like TV imagine show. that you yeah imagine if you release Walking Dead but on Netflix instead of on AMC. Yeah. So on AMC you're watching it once a week and probably you know like for me. Walking Dead feels a lot longer and a lot more boring than probably it is because, you know, you could watch it with a week's break and then you have an episode where nothing happens. Yeah. You know, it's like one of the filler episodes or a quiet episode in between two, you Just know, talking. and you kind of... Like, no, no yeah, and it doesn't die. What the hell? Yeah, or no humans die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you're, you're kind of there and you're like, uh, so that's two weeks now. So now I've been watching it for five seasons in the same format. Yeah. Whereas probably you would get exhausted if you tried to watch The Walking Dead on a Netflix 12-hour binge. You know, you'd probably be like, yeah, can't do it. Yeah, That's why Stranger Things was really good because it was like 10 episodes, I think. I think even less. Yeah. Or even eight. Yeah. yeah, eight episodes. And it was just like, boom, in, out, pim, pam, done. Like it. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More of that, please. Yeah, I think that's the that's the thing. And when you're, when you're making an episodic game that you're releasing in an episodic way, there's different design mentality that goes into it that means that you can you can uh, split them up and means that there is always like a cliffhanger at the end like yeah. that, that brings you back in whereas the, the naughty dog games don't need that but 
I th- they don't, but I think I think they should come with a disclaimer that says this game would be best experienced over seven days of two hour play. Sure, per day, <laughs> and, and this... or even fourteen days of an hour a day. Like, do it over two weeks. Take your time. Yeah, play chapter one, embrace it, feel what you want to feel of that episode, and move on to the next right. one. You know, I'm not advocating that a Naughty Dog game needs to be fourteen separate episodes released over time, but I did feel fatigue. Mm-hmm on both The Last of Us and uh, Uncharted, Uncharted 4. 4 yeah. yeah, Especially with the earlier Uncharted games as well, because I got the remastered collection, so <laughs> I played three games back-to-back right. in a very short space of time, yeah. and I was like, fuck. It's like watching three seasons of a... It's like yeah. me binge-watching 24, 10, 10 seasons of, a, of 24. Yeah. I take that back. That was amazing. That was fine. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did the same, but way before you, so I did the first four seasons. Yeah. Back when I was at uni, because my new housemates had never seen 24, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> then we all ended up with the CT, CTI, CTO, what's it called? The counter CTU. CTU. The ringtone on yeah. our phones. We all had the... And we were all wearing like the hands-free kit in the ears, because we just literally binge-watched four seasons over three, like less than three weeks. Yeah. It's like, it damaged us, I feel. Lorena and I did that with Dexter, actually. Like mm-hmm. if and if I went to watch Game of Thrones, I'd also do the same. And yeah, I think that is not the right way to experience that content. And I do, that goes back to the whole point of this discussion. Like I think there yeah. was a wrong way to play these games. Uh, and we're talking about Naughty Dog games because they could maybe even benefit from taking some of the the concepts that the episodic games. Sure, have, totally. Yeah. I think they could do with slowing it down even like I, I, I do fully agree with you. I think the audience they've built up would flip. Totally. If completely flip if you said, Hey, you know, Last of Us Two is coming out, but it's coming out over four installments over a year. Yeah. I mean maybe those four installments would be absolutely mind blowingly amazing, but maybe people just wouldn't stand for that shit. You know? No, I doubt it. And and in the end, some like a lot of the people that would play that game that just play uncharted and call of duty like yeah. they'd probably be fine with waiting for the finished article and then they play it in the same way that they do now but yeah there'll be plenty of people that are there they know that there is content there's uncharted 5 episode 1 to be played and they don't want to they'd rather wait the the year 18 months until they can just blast through it in a weekend yeah going back to the tv analogy is quite good yeah. or the films like for example um like I'm thinking about the recent trend in splitting up, especially book adaptations in movies. So you know the audience are quite happy to wait for what was essentially one book, like Harry, Harry Potter, into. Deathly Hallows Part One and Two, that kind exactly of thing. Hunger Games, right. this kind of thing. You know they were like you know there's a year between them, and people are happy enough to wait. Is it because they feel like they got more? Yeah, I don't know if it's that or if it's you know like maybe they feel it needs that time for the book to do justice. I think that's you know? probably more to it because if you think about your favorite book and then you see you're su- you're going to be super cynical when you see a, a film a- adaptation because you think yeah. there's no way they can fit the complexity and majesty of my favorite book into <laughs> yeah. a 90 minute to 120 minute uh, feature but then you get something like the hobbit which was four four movies was it or three it was three i think yeah three three movies out of a what is essentially a 300 page book sure and like it, somebody i saw on the on the internet calculated it would actually be quicker to read the book than watch the films <laughs> <laughs> and then they and then lord of the rings was three books 
And three films, like. And three and films, yeah. And they like, didn't oh, split the, you know. I, th- I think that was completely. I just watched a, a, a cat squash, uh, Tom. He's all right, folks. <laughs> yeah, she, just, she just stacked so hard. She tried to jump on me, and I'm way slidier and a odd angle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor little cat. Anyway, so yeah, I think, you know, maybe these sort of big long adventure games, and, and some would argue that maybe it's my lack of self control. Mm-hmm that makes me sit there but i would also argue that the way the game is designed is to keep you in there like this you know especially uncharted 4 was a masterclass in like yeah. these cliffhanger full 100 percent adrenaline moments and then you have a quiet bit of chatting with your wife or you know your brother or whatever <laughs> yeah so it feels like you're taking a rest from the game within the game like exactly. why do i need to step so, yeah. away i'm still yeah, yeah, here i'm calm yeah, i'm calm exactly. i'm okay you i'm know. playing crash bandicoot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got dragged 300 miles behind a truck without a scratch on my body, yeah. but now I'm playing Crash Bandicoot, yeah. so everything's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, the looking at film and looking at TV as as ways that, like, it's better to follow it as it goes because that's how it's been designed. And that's where I come from. Now we're, we're going to move to the next set of games, like the next type, which is which would be the Telltale Games, like Episodic Series, Walking Dead, um uh, Wolf, Wolf Among Us, um, yeah. Game of Thrones, um, and they've just released Batman. Uh, and then Life is Strange also fits into that. It's heavily influenced in structure by the Telltale games. Like Walking Dead was yeah. the first. Well, actually, I think maybe the Jurassic Park or something, or Back to the Future. That's the one. Back to the Future was <laughs> the first Telltale games game to take on an episodic structure. And it is a flimsy thing and it, Stands up mostly on nostalgia and the fact that they've got like the original voice actor of Emmett, and they also they also did the was it Telltale that did the new Monkey Island stuff? Oh, yeah. that was episodic as well, as far as I remember. Sure, but they had like Sam and Max episodic stuff beforehand, yeah. and um, and there's been plenty of stuff since that has taken adventure games and like some people think that the Walking Dead games are just crap because they. Take, they're not, they miss the whole point of an adventure, like a point and click adventure. But in, but in, in replacement, they get all the people that like this emotional roller coaster and like a, like a character driven game. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I don't think you, I don't think it's fair to call The Walking Dead like a point and click adventure or whatever. No, you know, but um, it's just the lineage. You're, you're, it's just the Telltale Games lineage. Like, what what's led to that? You believe that? Oh, another Telltale game. They yeah. they do episodic stuff. Uh, not yeah, there was also like stuff. you say a couple that have been influenced, like King's Quest. Yeah, came out. Uh, yeah, um, stuff like that. But yeah, so so what is your preferred way of playing these type of games? Then I prefer to play them as they come out. For, keeping up with it because a lot of what I enjoy about gaming these days is having that conversation with someone who's also following it. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. the same back to the TV series thing. Um, I would have preferred to be watching Dexter along with everybody else and go into work and talk about the latest episode. Whereas yeah. once I'd been talking, once I'd watched it in bulk, I would not have anyone who had also been through that exact same experience. Whereas, mm-hmm. and you take that to the episodic games and you can have that same experience by finishing that episode and in the run up to the next release, be talking about it with other people that are at the same point as you, mm-hmm. um, compared to if I went and played walking dead now, no one gives a shit. Like I can maybe talk to you about it and you'll be like, Oh yeah, the thing with Lee and Clementine. Yeah. Okay, cool. But if 
we're in the moment, that's the sort of special magic that you can't uh, replicate to the same degree later on. Um, sure. I also think that, again, trying to play the game on the developer's terms, like they've built this game so that it makes sense in an episodic manner. So why not follow them along with that and try and try and you know give them the best chance at entertaining you or or being you know as good a game as it can be? Like I think that you like back to talking about uh, Last of Us. There's a wrong way of playing that game, or at least mm-hmm. there's a there's a better way that we could have played that game. And yes. I feel that the episodic way is designed to be the best way to play it. Yeah. But one slight counterpoint before I, before we talk about your preferred way is the wolf among us um was a great game but it was there was a lot of low-key stuff that it felt like the second and third episode were just nothing they were Mm. they were that you know character development uh episodes of walking dead that you talked about there's really nothing that really happens that like you start somewhere by the end of the episode you've got you got a you know a bit further through the story but And they end on a cliffhanger because they need to, but it didn't feel, it felt like that game could have worked in three episodes, but they signed themselves up to five. So they had to, they had to cut it up in that way. And that, yeah. that game probably thinking about it now, I would have preferred to play it all at once later on because it would have felt more wholesome. Mm. Wholesome? Fulfilling. Wholesome. Mm. Fulfilling. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I see your point. Definitely. Um, I tend to play these episodic games as they come out because I have access to them. Sure. Because, you know, if I like it, it's like uh, the Borderlands one, whatever. I just bought the season pass because it was going to be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I like Borderlands. I like the Telltale games. You're not going to probably sell me short. And even if you had the buyer's remorse, wouldn't be any less than buying any other game and finding out it was crap. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> After you'd bought it. So I, I just go in for the season passes. Like Telltale really haven't made a game that I haven't liked. Wolf Among Us is one that I haven't played. Okay. Uh, Blanca played through it all. She she enjoyed that game, but um, I never played it. I, but Game of Thrones, sorry? I've never thought of, by the way, I've never thought of these games in the way that you can buy one episode at a time. Like, I've never thought of that as a good idea as a consumer. Like, no, 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 but they, they do. I mean, yeah. you know, like Life is Strange, for example, the episode one is free. Sure. It's almost episode one is a demo. Yeah, and then you can either buy the season pass for twenty or whatever it is, and then it would you be can a buy, great demo because by the end of that first episode, you want to play more. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it is quite a long, you know, it's because it's like that was the first thing that surprised me about Life is Strange is that it's actually much longer yeah. than the Telltale episodes. Yes, yes, yes. In yes. my mind, I, I don't know if that's because you move slower or whatever, or it's less sort of set piecey because a lot of the Telltale games move into just like scene action scene action whereas in life is strange there's a lot of just walking about there's and talking multiple peaks and troughs in and life is, life is strange episode compared to just maybe the one and a half in uh yeah. like it's one and a half because it ends just about on a high and then it's resolved by the start of the ne- next episode it then gets its full-on peak yeah and then back down and again. Does it again whereas yeah but- yeah life is strange just continues but no, I mean, so the thing is, what I because of the way I, I purchase it and because I'm always playing, these things I, I tend to play going through sure um, as they're released. Uh, going back to The Walking Dead, I played it on the 360, and then I didn't play the sort of bridge stuff, mm. which was... 40 days uh, or something. 400 days. 400 days. Yeah. 
and then there's the Walking Dead season two. Mm-hmm. Now the thing is with Walking Dead season two is because it was in the period where I didn't have a console. My 360 was knackered, and it was before I got my PlayStation 4. Right. So I was playing a lot of stuff on Steam, and I had access to so many games, and it was PC gaming, which I hadn't done in a while. So there was various reasons, but I never played Season 2. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the position now where I have it on the PlayStation, because I think at one point it was a PSN title, PS Plus title. I think so, yeah. So I've got it, but I haven't played it still. And it goes back to the Hitman thing that I know there's five episodes there, Blank has played it through on her Vita. She really liked it. She liked it, and she played it on journeys and work trips and whatever. So she was playing. But one of the things she told me was like, "Oof, the episodes are quite long." Mm. You know, I think we took a trip to York from London, and it was like a two-hour train ride, and she didn't finish the episode she was playing. Right. So again, I know that I've got that game sitting there on my hard drive that I could play. But looking at it and knowing that it's going to be at least 12 hours of Walking Dead. Of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, that's to do with my self-control as well, that I should just play it as an episode and then maybe leave it a week. Sure. And play the next one. I have that option. I don't have to play it all the way through. But the way that you, you, you my mind is conditioned to play a game if I have the whole thing sat on my hard drive, is play it through. Yeah. You know, all at once. Mm-hmm. Um. Life is Strange, I bought it when all five episodes were out. Yeah, I bought it when four were out, and by the time we got to five, it was out. Because so. they released those in a fair clip, if I remember rightly. Yeah, it was pretty decent. It was uh, I don't overstretched think it was long... two years, though. I think, I think the first episode was out 20, end of 2014 or something, and then they ended up finishing by end of 2015. Okay. But yeah, it was, it was, that was, that's decent. So I, I, you know, I played, I played once it was all done, and I really enjoyed it. But I think that game definitely, for me, was more enjoyable because I had access to all of it. Because uh, I was talking to Blanker about the same thing earlier on today. Her absolute rule hmm. is that she plays it when it's done. Sure. Okay. So she, she'd also wait and you know wait until everything's out for all the other yeah. Telltale games. Yeah, because she's basically because she played the Wolf Among Us when it was all out. She played the Walking Dead when it was all out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she started playing season one of Walking Dead when season two was released. You know, it's like she didn't get around to it, so she started playing it through. Um, I think did she play Game of Thrones? No, but anyway, she's she's looking at these games, and she what she was saying earlier was um, the the problem is for her is that there's so much stuff going on in life that if she had to wait two months for an episode. It's very possible that she just wouldn't care anymore yeah. about that game. Yeah, yeah. You know? she just so, loses so she the thread. Preferred to just, exactly. Either lose the fre- thread or forget to pick up the next episode or, you know, mm-hmm. not enjoy it as much because she'd forgotten. And even though, like, Game of Thrones, for example, do a, a recap yeah. at the beginning, like, it's something that I found with Game of Thrones. It's like, oh, yeah, he was a bit mean at the end, you know. Mm-hmm. Actually, ha- so, I had that with... Um- I think The Witcher 3 does a really good job of pulling you back in. It does a really good explanation of what the hell just happened. And I've gone yep. I've gone back to that game after a six-month break yeah. and known where I was in the world. Like, but not how the controls worked. No, because they <laughs> changed them. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> that's, always a, that's always a shit. To, I did the same, though, with, uh, with The Witcher as I did with uh, Last of Us. Right. And I, I punished that game. I finished that game in like a week. Jesus. 
yeah. just hardcore. And then, like, I've had the two expansion packs, yeah. and I haven't touched them. Okay. You haven't should, touched them. The, the, the game is still installed. It's taking up 70 gigs yeah, on my hard, hard drive. drive. You've got, like, you've got Tetris on there. You've got, yeah. <laughs> you've got <laughs> Hitman. You've got episode uh, season two of The Walking Dead, and you've got The Witcher. Yeah. Plus others, you know. Sure. Because most of it's filled up with the uh, RT indie games. Oh, that, yeah, that like fit, you know, fit in a kilobyte just because. Yeah, yeah, they've got like, you know, 300 megs max. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> it's not a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 301, uh, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but again, maybe if they'd have released like The Witcher in episodic format, you know, would it have been as good? Like, okay, I know it's an open world RPG, but yeah. it's like maybe like we'll give you a month to explore this zone, then we'll tack on the next zone right. and you can't go over there, you know. That wouldn't. That wouldn't go down well again. No, I, like. I know, I know, I know. But it's again, it's down to my self-control. But, yeah. you know, going back to the the episodic things, like Blanker is firmly, firmly convinced that the way to play it, wait till it's done. You can choose your own pace, but at the end of the day, you're not waiting two, three months for an episode. Mm-hmm. And she plays games less than she watches TV series? Yes, she's much so more she doesn't have TV that same, like, the time that she puts aside for gaming is less therefore they you need to, she needs to be able to experience them in their entirety no know she has control over when she's going to play that not be exactly. held into to release schedule yeah like she says by the time you know like maybe episode three comes out and she's a bit busy or whatever she doesn't pick it up and then she doesn't play it for another week yeah. or two weeks or three weeks or a month sure you know especially because she she plays a lot on her beta sure so she um she prefers to play when she's traveling or if there's nothing else to do, you know, and it's like, maybe I'm doing a podcast and she's like, Oh, I'll play the Vita for, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, another part of this topic, which I think we can come back to another time. Once we've done with like talking about episodic stuff is the, the core concept here of playing games wrong, like it play, like doing them a disservice. Like mm. I think that trying to play a story game on a commute is crazy. Yeah. But, but I still read like a book on my commute because that's the only time I can I can rationalize reading a book. <laughs> yeah, and I've been I've been stood in your kitchen cooking you dinner, and you're sat on a stool playing five minutes of visual novel while I'm talking to you. Mm. You know, and like, what are you doing? You can't possibly be concentrating yeah. on the game. No, no. <laughs> you know, and I've also ruined ruined the majesty of like a, an end of a game by being yeah. like, dinner's ready. Fuck, I need I got to sit down. I've got to do something else. Then I come back and I finish like the last two minutes or like I go to bed. I'm like, okay, I'm sure there's another hour in this game. And then I come back later and it's like, well, that was shit. I just, I just had to punch the guy one more time. And yeah, and no, ends. no, that, the, that the, definitely the is. There's the, um, occasion dissipates. Yeah. And I think that could be something to be said for the, for the benefits of episodic games is it, it does pace you. Yes, exactly. So, you know, like, but then also, Something that I found was that with an episodic game, I found that I wouldn't sit down and boot up Game of Thrones by Telltale, for example, mm-hmm. unless I knew I had the two hours I needed to finish it. Right. Yes. You know, I, I wouldn't sit down and play like, oh, I've got 20 minutes. I'll just play 20 minutes of Game of Thrones and then stop. It'd be pointless. I make this- Imagine watching the TV like that. Like, I'll watch 20 minutes of episode 12 of Game of Thrones yeah. and then I'll come back tomorrow and do another 20 minutes. Right. No. You would never do No, no, it. no. And that's the same. Like, I look at. I know exactly how much time I've got to to play, so that affects my decision on what I I play. Whether it's like, if I've got twenty minutes, I'm not going to go play a section of Deus Ex or Danganronpa 
because yeah. I'm going to feel like I'm caught short. I'll go play Burnout 3 or you yeah. know, a racing game that's got no stakes. Like I could jump out any time. I could play half a song on Guitar Hero Live and, and step away. That was why Volume was really good as well. I really enjoyed playing right, through that the one. The levels are like, like between 10, and, 10 seconds and, and 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah, you know, blank is like I'm gonna go for a shower. Like, yes, three episodes of uh, three levels of volume right, or whatever. Yeah. Maybe smash I smash them out. Maybe like. I played that game wrong by speed running it as part of the yeah. four in February challenge. <laughs> it's it's possible, and I think that again back to four in February. There's some games that have been on our list that have just been wrong for the challenge because yeah, they just you ruin it. Like yeah, um, Stu said like I can't remember which game it was. It might have been like Shadow of the Colossus or or something like it was on my list. Um that he would not have put that on his list because it shortchanges the the magic. Like but the, then he the also game. had other games which would have been better had they not been played that fast, like C- Citizens of Earth. It probably would have been know? an all right game if you didn't have to yeah. fucking pound it in, <laughs> exactly. in a month and play the game. But going back to, to the episodic ones, sure, and, yeah. uh, in, sorry. I think there's, there's one... No, no, but I, I, I think there's one game which is an enigma for this kind of thing. Like, can you play it wrong... Is there a way to play it? And that's Kentucky Route Zero. Yep, that's the one on my last one on my on my list. So I'll I'll give a bit of backstory on this one. The game is not done. Um, I'm not even sure if the latest one yep. releases episode three or four. I've lost track. Is four. Um, so one, two, and three were out by the end of 2014. At, no, that's yeah, not true. Yeah, 2003. Uh, no, episode three came out in 15. I I'm not sure because I think you you check you check the facts because I'll check it. I yeah, think I I think I played yeah, I played one two and three by the end of 2014 and that made my game of the year from what I played, which is a weird thing for me to to put on there. I, I stand by it like it was my favorite thing I played released that year, but okay, go for it. it was released. Act three was at the in May. 2015. It was actually from 2013. So Act 1 was 2013. Yeah. January 7th, 2013. Act 2 was May 2013. Uh-huh. Act 3 was an entire year later May on May 15. the 6th, 2014. 14, sorry. And Act 4 came out on the 19th of July this year. Yeah, so 20 between the fourth, fourth episode, the third episode came out. A full calendar year, like more than a calendar, full year. calendar year, and that was yeah. a, and that was out a full calendar year after the second episode. Yes, and so I'm still wait. I'm still sitting on um, episode four, and again mm-hmm. going back to the right way, the wrong way to play. I I want to play all of that episode in one, so I need to know that I've got a four hour stretch at least, mm-hmm. a whole afternoon leading to an evening to play that in its entirety. But I'm going to load it up and I'm not going to have a clue what is going on because the last time I played that game was in 2014. <laughs> and look, thinking back to those, to those episodes, they do feel very disconnected. Thematically the same. There is a through line story, but the, the strange, it's a, strange but it's line, a Lynchian fever dream of it, a story. It feeds into you know? it. It feeds into yeah. it nicely. But the way, the strange way in which that game's been developed as an episodic game without a schedule, like he, d- like they don't put a schedule on the game because they don't want to have to say, they don't want to have to drop their tools and be done. They will, f- they will be done when they're when they're good and good ready, and ready, which yeah. is completely against the whole 
point, I think, of an episodic game because, like, this would it's this also, would fit it's more. It's also flying in. The- this would fit more, you know, um, William Pug, the guy that you that you've been playing William his Pugh. Pugh. Yeah. So his games, do they feel like of the same universe? Like, I'm trying to I'm trying to find a, a comparison point of basically different games that have a through line that you can play them in sequence and feel like that in itself is a story. Maybe it's not the right uh, thing. I'm, it's, I'm, it's, it's not because he like his games are different, but thematically connected. Yes. But in the terms of the actual mechanics of the game, rather than the storyline, yeah. uh, it's not the same universe, sure. if you will. But, but yeah, um, I think that Kentucky route zero is an episodic game alone. done, done, done uh, completely differently. I don't think it's necessarily bad. But if you go in thinking that you're going to have, like, if you're going to follow along with it, there's no following along. You you just play the latest episode and you f- and you forget about it for your own good. Forget about mm-hmm. it and be surprised and and ready to play the next episode when it comes out. Um, and yeah, it is the same game. Their acts, their episodes are the same game because it's the same character, the same story moving through. But it's been so long between acts, uh, between episodes, that the guys that are developing it have grown significantly in, in expertise to the, to the point where the quality of episode three is far away from episode one. Like it was basic stuff in the first one and Mm. they're way more deft at landing the atmosphere and the music and, and the moments in episode three compared to anything before. And I'm looking forward to, to episode four for this reason that I don't know what to expect. I can't really follow the story. It's going to thematically feel similar, but location-wise, scenery-wise, maybe even graphical fidelity and, and audio quality be far and away like better. And that, mm. that's interesting to me, but you can't compare it to any of the other games. Like, I think we've got, we've got four buckets that we've talked about today. You've got the Hitman game, which is its own episodic thing, which I think I feel personally is the best one, but I know yep. that that is probably not the, uh, the the common the, the, consensus, the consensus yeah yeah and then you've got like the telltale stuff which is all the standard episodic stuff the structured scheduled episodic yeah. releases you know when, yeah. you know when you're going to get stuff and you maybe even know the names of all the episodes like you go into the menu of a walking dead game for example and you can see the episodes coming up and when they're dropping yeah and then you've got uh, Kentucky Route Zero which is just episodic but completely unique but spasmodic also is like (laughs) i don't know no but because the the, you i think it does stand alone in terms of marketing in terms because they do no marketing yeah no you know i mean i remember when episode three dropped it was suddenly like twitter and the fan base and everything do their marketing for them Mm -hmm. because if you've got auto updates installed in steam like one day you'll just see Episode three is downloading, or 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 Kentucky Route Zero appears updating. Mm-hmm. Like what the and then hell? You go to Twitter and everybody's going mental. Like oh my god, oh my god, episode three came out. And that's you cool. know, but there was no announcement. There was no like, you know, Blizzard is te- is teasing for like a week now or ten days for this new character. Sombra, yeah, yeah. But with this, it's just like there's no teasing. It's just quietly updates in your Steam library. So if you've got Steam switched on and you're not actively looking at it, you might never know that episode <laughs> three came out. <laughs> yeah. If it just auto updates in the background while you're, you know, watching porn or whatever. It's like, but then you've got, um, 
like I'm gonna I'm gonna be fly right in your face, and I'm not playing. I played episode one mm-hmm. of Kentucky Route Zero, and I'm not playing it till it's finished. Sure, I'm not. I refuse because, like you, I I like that. I mean, you've kind of convinced me almost because you have this sort of disjointed, fever dream, half recalled sort of fragments of memories of this game that you play. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm playing the new episode and I don't really know what's happening, but it's cool and weird and whatever. But that's strange though, because if you think about, if you jumped in and played it now, I think there's a fifth episode. Exactly. Uh, So that would be strange to play the first one, huge break, play three episodes, huge break, and then five. You might as well wait and then do it from one again. That's what I was doing. have the incredible uh, self-control, which we've already heard several times today that you do not. Possess, I do not possess to, any willpower whatsoever. To, break, to you know, to give them a six month or six three to six month break between yeah. episodes, or like pace yourself now. I would have to put that on a calendar, though. Yeah. That's the thing. I would because I'd forget, you know. And I couldn't believe when you just said that, and I just checked the dates. I was like, no way <laughs> have we been talking about this game since two thousand thirteen. Yeah, or, and that's like before done. the inception of Go Play. That you know. Yeah, yeah. So I must have bought it late. I'm sure, yeah. That's that's the only thing. I don't think I had it like that early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a magnificent sort of painting of completely anti marketing, anti normality, anti structure sure. and you know and a fan base that cares. I mean this is a Kickstarter project. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, okay, there are certain Kickstarter projects which has the goodwill of the community, like um uh, Jonas Kiratsis, who's doing a Sea Will Claim Everything. Okay. And, um, he did a Kickstarter for the Land of Crows. Okay, okay. Which is still pff, nowhere near being finished. He's been working on it for years and keeps getting distracted. He releases side projects. He did uh, the writing for uh, the Talos project. Talos Principle. In the middle yeah. of that. Uh, uh, the Talos uh, Principle, yeah. sorry. Um you know he's doing that kind of stuff, and like I'm, I'm struggling to think of other Kickstarter backers that would give you that kind of scope, and say, "Hang on a minute, I gave you twenty five quid three years ago. Mm-hmm. Since then, you've penned two more games for other people." <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, he's been ill, and he's been, you know, he's had his problems, but again, you know, you're still looking at something that's four years down the line, and there's not even a shred of gameplay. Yeah. Um, the same with Kentucky Route Zero. I mean, that's it. Must be this marvelous gem of a thing. They okay. They only raised eight thousand. It's not like it's going to break anybody's bank, but at the same time, they paid for a game in two thousand thirteen that they haven't received the full thing. Yeah, yeah. And three years, like four years later, almost. You know. And you just you just got to be bought into that or or drop it for some point. Like I, yeah. I I kind of felt like I dropped off. And I'm not hugely urging to to play episode four, but I know I'll enjoy it when I play it. And no, I think I think because it's been so quiet in terms of developing and marketing and everything like that, that I think it's one of these things. I think mo- in in most people's heads, it won't really feature until a new episode drops. There's a bit of chatter about it. Mm. But what I have noticed uh, today, I think I saw the news or yesterday, that they're the Android band from Kentucky Route Zero. They're putting an album out. Yes. So that's obviously something that's going on when, you know, episode five isn't coming out for another year and a half or something like that. And they're like, oh, no, but we'll tide you over with an album yeah. of robotic band stuff. It's good music. Oh, no, I like the music a lot, but at the same time, you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. 
But again, I, I, I do feel that the episodic nature or, or the, the normal way that you would play an episodic game is wrong for this game. Yes. No, I, I'm, I'm feeling that as well. Um, and, yeah. and that is all contextual. Like it's, I think I have, a, I have a rule that you make exceptions for when the game just doesn't, doesn't play ball. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't fit into the predefined sure. kind of, you know, way of thinking. Yeah. So yeah, so I think I, I do think there are wrong ways to play it. I would certainly say you know a two session binge on a on a naughty dog game is the wrong way to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, telltale games or the episodic structures. I mean, you, you'd probably burn out on Life is Strange if you played it back to back. Yeah, we took our time, but I could have played it fast if I was playing it without Lorena. I would have played it faster and probably would have had a worse time. As a result, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to be speaking to Bob, um, Hush, Stu, and and Earl to get their take on on this subject. See if they have a preference. Like Earl said, that he also plays the games the way they're meant to be played. Like okay, like, okay, like it'll be good to hear Earl's uh, Earl's thoughts on this. But um, I'm looking. I want to find someone um, like Blanca that has played that refuses to play the games on their terms and would and needs the control uh i mean we're all we're also talking about a girl here who steadfastly refused to play a single red cent for anything on candy crush even though she got to like level 400 on it and she's like she would just physically batter herself against the walls when when you could see like i played candy crush and i dropped that game the minute i saw the level was designed yeah to deliberately fuck me up right. and therefore make me pay. <laughs> and I just deleted it. That's what I did. Yeah. You know, I was like, no, 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 I see through your well, lies. Yeah, but you, you both know. you both went, na, 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 na. You went, na, 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 I'm done with you. And yeah. Blanca went, na, 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 I'm having you. <laughs> yeah, I'm having you. You underestimate. It's a great quote from a friend of mine who's hopefully going to be doing some some writing for the site as well, uh-huh. Chris. He, he said that you vastly underestimate my cheapness. <laughs> <laughs> and that was speaking about Candy Crush as well, but it was just, uh, you know, Blanca, Blanca did it and she got through levels which were rigged. Yeah. Rigged to deliberately make you pay that game. And she would play it for like a week. Mm-hmm. She'd use her three lives for the day or whatever, switch it to off. Le- to learn so that she could master it? Is that what she Yeah, was going exactly. For? Yeah, and she just basically punished her way through candy crush levels without paying mm-hmm. even though the game was deliberately trying to make you pay absolutely no nobody wins in that, in that no, scenario no exactly because you you're just taking massive psychic damage yeah. and the company is not making any money so. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually losing money holding the server up for you yeah you know it's 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 craziness because you know it, it would be the i think the physical equivalent would be you know refusing to pay a toll bridge every day driving so you around. go back and just buy a truck yeah yeah <laughs> you or you spend three months driving around the country yeah. <laughs> to avoid the toll bridge <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> i'll spend so much more money on gasoline there's like there's like a bridge at the top of the lake leading to the into the river you'd rather drive around the whole lake or something exactly you know <laughs> it's that kind of like that bullheadedness so you just like nah hell no son <laughs> hell no king you're not getting my money <laughs> So yeah, so so it would be good. Uh, I'll see if she can, you know, at least talk to you about Let's it. Let's get a soundbite, and we'll we'll. She didn't have to write. We'll, we'll convert that her thoughts. Yeah. She's just drain her brain of more more uh, okay, anecdotes. I'll give it a squeeze. Give her a squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. But I I do, and I like once we publish this uh, episode and 
once the article's up, looking forward to hearing some other people's takes on on the subject because it is completely subjective. But I think there are some some common thread through it of like the preferred way, the the common the common way. I'll call it now, and I I would say there's there's probably a very strong correlation between the amount of time people play games versus what they how they actually play the games. And maybe not just like because you might really want to play games but not have the time. That, exactly. That's one. What type. I mean is like you may be like a less of an addicted gamer kind of thing, or, or just or also just someone who doesn't play games much. They know what yeah. they like and they play that and they play yeah. Uncharted and you can't don't take that away from them. Yeah. They will play. Walking Dead once it's all done because they can binge it. They don't. Yeah. They don't follow. They don't have time or they don't have interest to follow along with a TV series, a film, uh, you know, collection yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Cool. No, it is true. I find it, and and one thing that I find, especially with films and stuff, is it makes the whole process a lot less painful if you just ignore trailers and hype. Yeah. You know, it's like, ooh, that film that I wanted to watch came out. Yay! <laughs> because <laughs> you haven't had two years of like next summer this will be yeah, coming out yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know and i think it's the same with games like i because i can just take or leave kentucky route zero at the moment even though what i played was phenomenal sure and you put it in your game of the year because pff, there's literally no hype or marketing surrounding that game i'll play it when it's done sure but i'm not panicking about it i'm not desperately clawing you know sending hate mail to developers to go like, you promised me this in 2013. But also, also we're in so deep with, with gaming that marketing does a, does have a, a job on their hands to surface stuff to us. Yeah. Like, whereas if you know the, the five things that you're going to play within a year, don't need no marketing team telling you when it's, when it's dropping because you're just going to focus on it. You're going to have that list and you're going to, you're going to get them when they're ready. Whereas we play so much, we actually play so much and, and have, new games to talk about every week that yeah. for stuff to rise to the top, it has to be one of us talking about it, the Twitter talking about it, or, you know, the press talking about it or heavy marketing. And yeah, really heavy marketing. Like I've noticed in London, Deus Ex is really up there. It's like the sure. one game that's being advertised at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Right. Cool. That will be that. So I'm going to, Say go and tweet us at go play that, or follow us on Facebook and uh, comment when we when we drop this podcast or the article. Yeah, let us know how you play games. What do you do? Yeah, binge when you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've noticed. Sorry, yeah, bef- just before finishing, uh-huh. I have noticed a lot of people in my PlayStation's friends list, for example, are being. You know, I keep seeing people still picking up The Witcher now. Yeah. Well, now you've got everything. You can get the, the. I think they just released a game of the year edition with everything. Yeah, yeah. But what I what I mean is they've been consistently playing it. Oh, okay. Since it was released, right? But in very small chunks, and they'll they'll disappear for a week, or you know, disappear for a week off the friends list. You don't see them online, and then they pop up and go, "Oh yeah, they're still playing The Witcher." Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, so tweet us and go play that. Find us on Facebook and tell us how you play your games. Yeah. Find us in the street if you want. Yeah, pretty, up for a chat. Know, yeah. Like, good, yeah. good fucking luck finding me. <laughs> <laughs> if you want Rob, he'll be in the pool. Yes, I'm sorry about that. Sorry for yeah, mentioning. You're a terrible that. individual. I'll just it's be so muggy. Yeah, it's so muggy and hot and sweaty in London right now, and it's like trying to storm but not quite. <laughs> and you know, you're just like, are you ready for the podcast? Yeah, I'll just climb out of the pool and see if I can be asked. <laughs> 
All right. On that yeah. note, let's drop this. Yeah. Thank you very Get much, Tom. To oh, no, you're welcome. Nice one. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah.